After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is the last hour I got. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM. AM approaches. The 11th hour on the fan. Now, I looked at the hockey scores and come on, Devils. <laughs> The Devils, man, I don't know. They're trending in not the greatest way. They win one and they lose one and they cough this one up. And the Rangers won 4-1. And guess what that sets up? Saturday at Prudential Center. Rangers, Devils at 1. That could get ugly. I don't know if I'm ready for that. This is my first year as a Devils fan going to games. I've heard... Rangers fans try and mob and take over the spot. And, you know, you know how the hockey games get. They can get a little, you know. I I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Not at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. I'm, I work. So <laughs> Saturday is, like, my only real day off. Saturday night is my only real night to, like, sleep. I don't know. Let's go Devils, but that might be a tough one on Saturday. The Rangers might come in there and punch my Devils in the face. Come on, Devils. Stand up. Protect home ice. I'm sure there's some Rangers fans now checking the ticket prices. Like, oh, yeah. Let me uh, get on the train. Take the uh, train to 33rd. Get on the PATH train. Go all the way to Newark and uh, see the Rangers for the low. It's not going to cost too much to go in there. But, all right, I've said enough. Let's hit these phones. Let's hit these calls the rest of the way out so nobody's mad at me for being on hold and not getting on the show. Here we go. One, two, three. Jordan is in Chappaqua. What's up, Jordan? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? I appreciate your uh, your time. You're doing a great job. I have, I have a solution for the NFL. I know they'll never do it, but they're missing an opportunity. Um, and first and foremost, they can donate to Hamlin's charities, etc., but you know, if there was a, a reason for a tiebreaker, we all know that while kickers aren't the most exciting part of the game, they're actually one of the most important pieces of the game. Why not do, like, some sort of kickoff between either the Bills kicker, or Kansas City's kicker, Bengals kicker? They're all great kickers. <laughs> and Evan like, McPherson this, 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 versus uh, Harrison Butker and uh, Tyler yeah, Bass. You throw, you, you, you throw <laughs> Who can them, kick you throw the ball furthest? The, out of the end zone? No, not not furthest. You throw them in Denver or Vegas, where the air is nice and thin, and you get it's like it's like a it's like an NBA or or a uh, you know like All Star Game three point contest or or a baseball uh, home run derby. You start them off at the forty yard line. They get five kicks, like it's like five sets, like you're doing like you know bench press, right? And then you then you put them on the fifty yard kick, then a sixty yard kick, and then you have a couple money balls. And whoever gets the most points wins, and they get home field advantage. This is like skills competition, World Cup shootout, and I'm already feeling bad for these kickers because they always get hated on when they miss one or two kicks in a game. I can't imagine putting them under this pressure, and then, uh, you know, they hey, fail. Hey, hey, it's redemption. You lose in this game, and you kick the winning field goal, you know, 
while, while you're, you're the away team because you lost. That's the way it goes. They're getting paid millions of dollars. And, you know, not for nothing, I know it's – I don't want to say you're your competitor, but Pat McAfee made kicking cool. Let's do it. Let's have some Shout fun. out to Pat McAfee. I'm not competing with him. That's my guy. I stand up like Pat. Thanks for the call, Jordan. I, uh, you know, I got a text from my guy Milton, the cowbell man. Milton calls in from Brooklyn. He's like, yeah, Carter and uh, Evan are talking about you standing up. Craig always refers to me standing up in here. I think what happened, I left my stand-up desk in here Monday, um, and then he came in Tuesday, and I'm, I, I'm on his mic. I'm in his spot. So he sees my desk, and I'm sure I, I didn't hear it. You know, it's a rare time that I'm not listening to Carton and Roberts. Who knows where I was or what I was doing? But I'm like, Millen, I don't, I don't care, bro. Like, I stand. And honestly, I'm probably the most in shape and, like, fit person at WFAN. They should probably stand, too. I, we could order stand-up desks in here. It's it's good for your your diaphragm. It's good for your lungs. Like, breathing and uh, being able to stand. And then it's like, I guess it's exercise. I sit in between, um, you know, during breaks, I'll take a seat. But I also have back issues, and nobody, nobody really cares. Let's keep it going with the calls. Dominic in East Rochester, what's up, man? Hi, Keith, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, welcome back. You know, I got to tell you something, that plan isn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> no, that, that plan did not work for me. They kick, kicking the ball. No, I don't think so. You know, uh, Keith, of course, prayers for the young man. Uh, like everybody else, good to hear some progress tonight. Yes. Uh, dare, dare I mention the Yankees tonight? Uh, Please do. I'm in here watching Hot Stove, and I, I tried to, you know, sprinkle them in. We've got a couple Yankees calls on hold and earlier in the show. You know, I don't know if I ever told you who my NFL team is, and this is why I'm so invested in the Yankees. Have I ever told you? No. Cleveland Browns. Okay. (laughs) Did you hear me going on about how I'll never root for Deshaun Watson? I wish him no luck. I know. Yeah. The NFL is bogus, and part of the NFL being bogus is that he's got the most guaranteed money, but a guy like DeMar Hamlin's got no guaranteed money. And. And, and and that's what makes the whole sports scene crazy, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, it's but, nuts. But, but, Keith, i got to tell you something. I'm sorry. If if they put the laundry on, i, I got to root for them. What am I going to do? I, I understand. I, I, root, I, 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 I understand. I, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, Yankees fan, Nets fan, and there are questionable characters uh, in the past and present on all of those teams. Yeah. So, listen, uh, we, we made a bunch of acquisitions, made a bunch of moves. Uh, I guess I have no choice but to ask you, is it going to work? <laughs> I think it's going to work. Uh, I'm yeah. looking in. I'm looking at um, Yes Network and the last segment, Jack Curry. And shout out to Jack Curry who got his Twitter hacked and he got it back, whatever. Um, the last segment, they were like, are the Yankees closing the gap on Houston? And I spoke earlier and I said, you know what, I think that they have the talent. But they need the brain trust upstairs and bringing in Omar Minaya and bringing in Brian Sabian um, to, to also sit with Brian Cashman. I think that's going to be a difference over the next couple of years. But, you know, Keith, and I know this is an old story, but maybe a little less analytics and let this guy manage a little bit with his gut. I mean, for the most part, I don't like Boone because he's become – you know, a yes man, they got him working with a computer. 
but you would think with his pedigree that the guy, the kid really does know the game. And, you know, let him use his gut a little bit. You know, I mean, for instance, Keith, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, bring in the different pitcher in every inning. Come on. Stop that. Yeah. You know, I am anxious to see, you know, what the, uh, the no shift, uh, you know, I, I, they listen, old school says, hey, listen, learn how to hit it the other way. But they can't learn how to hit it the other way. So. New, new rules coming and a new schedule coming. This is going to be a different year. We I saw the new like postseason the new format. You don't like that everybody's going to play each other? I don't like the fact that we're playing, you take Boston, our, our own division people, six games less each yeah. team. Yeah, I don't. I don't like I, that. I've part. always liked the what is it, nineteen games? Like I, I yeah. always like that. Like, geez, Keith, they could have cut it maybe by three. Bang, they they chopped it right down, chopped it off. Change the interleague play. The interleague, the interleague play can be less to add some other teams. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see how it. We'll see how it plays yeah. out. I think I, we're going to enjoy had, it when we see it. I've had enough of interleague play. I'll tell you the truth. For now, I've had enough of it. You know, Keith. Let me ask you this question. I'll let you go. Do you think they're really going to make the pitcher throw the ball and make the batter stay in the box? <laughs> I think they're going to have some trouble with guys like Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Those old men, they're, you're not going to be able to change how they uh, operate. But they operate pretty quickly. I think this is going to be the type of thing like when we saw them doing um, sticky stuff checks where these guys are like, all right, you know, it's just a new thing that once they get used to it, we won't even notice it and, and they won't put up a fuss about it. Well, I sure would like to see the pitcher throw the ball and the guy stay in the box. That would be pretty nice. See if they can make it happen. But at uh, least we'll keep one tomorrow. foot in the box. Like if you got to step, if you're a right-handed hitter and you got to step out with your left foot for a second, uh, you know, <laughs> regrip the bat, then step back in and literally a second. One Mississippi. All right, what, we're ready to go. I'll tell you what's going to raise some hell. This only throwing over to first twice. You know, the guy's yeah, to yeah, uh, but good, because a lot of these guys are, are chicken. A lot of these guys, I, I'm at the game, and I see you guys do that, and that's one of the only times you'll hear me in Yankee Stadium, boo. Boo, <laughs> come on, we don't have a whole night. Throw the ball over the plate. You know, just one thing back to the Browns, uh, you know, all this talk today about this team, that team, uh, they can get in if this happens, if that happens. Not the Browns, Keith. You know they're just—they're <laughs> just out. We're just out. We'll see. We'll see. They've got talent, and uh, you know, I think obviously with Deshaun Watson's talent, if they build around him in the next couple of years, you could see the Browns in the playoffs. You know, I wouldn't count them out. I know they have yeah, a tough history, and they're—they're they're the Browns, and they're laughable. You know, they brought the little elf back and put him in, <laughs> in the middle of the field, and. You know, things like that, but, the, like, the Redskins or, excuse me, the Commanders do goofy things like that, too. They they tried to honor Sean Taylor this year. They struck out on that. They tried to make a mascot. They make, like, a, a, a Barney character. Like, I don't know, the NFL is bogus. It is hilarious when you actually look at all the different things. But the Elf, the elf's pretty bad, though, Keith. <laughs> the Elf is pretty bad. I just think <laughs> there was no need to bring that back, and I don't think anybody was demanding for that. Like, I don't think anyone was calling for that or demanding them to do that. They just did that, and it's yeah. like, who asked for this? You know, I, I'm okay with the fact we don't have logo on our helmet, so why couldn't they just put the helmet there and leave it at that? Yeah, and that's their thing, right? They're just a helmet. <laughs> that's it. That That's their logo is their helmet. So, anyway, listen, good talking to you, kid. Thanks for calling in. Good checking in with you, Dom. Have a good one.
from the Browns in Cleveland to a division rival. Jim is in Williamsburg, Brooklyn on the fan. How you doing, Keith? I'm good, man. How are you? I want to um, go over something with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but first I want to give um call out for you, man. When you first came on, I couldn't I couldn't stand you. I didn't like your show at all. You, then you started rubbing off on me, rubbing off, man. So I don't like you, man. You're down to earth. You're a cool guy. And then after the show that you did Monday, right on, baby. Right on. You did a wonderful job Monday. I want to let you know that. Well, That's thank you for you, giving me a chance. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> now, I'm a Giants fan. You know the Steelers still got a chance to make in the playoffs? They do. They're in the hunt. I, I wish I had a cheat sheet. I think I'm going to make one. I saw, like, Gio had a cheat sheet in the other office uh, on, like, what exactly needs to happen for the Steelers to uh, get in. I see they're in the hunt, though. Uh, they'd have to obviously I, win this week, and then I guess the Dolphins would have to lose, and the Patriots would have to lose, right? And they're in, yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be freaky, man. I would like to see the Steelers get in. I would like to see but them the get in. But the Jets aren't going to beat the Dolphins. They could, but I, I just I don't know. I don't trust the Jets to Listen, beat the Dolphins. Anything can happen to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, you're right, right? Watch the Jets come out this week and they put up like 30 points. Like, where was this all season? <laughs> Without a doubt. Listen, hats up to you. I love your show now, man. You, you won me over, brother. Awesome. Thank you for the call. I mean, you got to give people a chance. I never did this before. I was on college radio 12 years ago. When I came in, I was super nervous. You didn't want me to replace Steve Summers? I didn't want me to replace Steve Summers. I was like, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Start me on the weekends or overnight or something like that. But what an honor and a privilege to get the opportunity to learn on the job, to grow, and to connect with all of you and get better uh, over the course of 13 months. And uh, I, I do feel a, a lot better about my show and the first thing I said was, I don't want to be anyone else. I don't want to walk in anyone's shoes, but just, like, allow me to be me. And uh, I appreciate WFAN, uh, WFAN listeners, for allowing me to come in with my own style, my own voice, and develop my own show. And I hope that people do enjoy it. Um, I'm the type of guy, man, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, ruffle anybody's feathers or, or cause anything. I'm just trying to succeed in life. And uh, I love sports, and I like talking to people. So this is like a perfect thing for me to be doing. And there's not one single day that I come in here and don't want to get on this mic. There's not one single day that I come in here and I'm not prepared to get on this mic. Uh, I'm excited for the future, and I'm just trying to focus on the now, each show. Next week, I have three five-hour shows. I'm pumped. I can't wait because next week, we're heading into the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Coming up. Young Josh, Young Jedi, help me out. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm doing all right, I guess. You can hear me well. Now tonight, you're not snap, crackle, and pop. So we got to know what happened I, the I last I thought I just heard a little bit, but but you're clear now. Well, oh, hey, something's going on. You yeah? Got the, you got the iPhone 6? No, just a regular cell phone. Oh, all right, you're good now. You're clear now. Go for it. All right, so with the Nets, I mean, watching Nets last night, two things first. I don't know why Royce O'Neal is in at the end. I mean, <laughs> he had two chances to cut down to four. <sighs> we traded a first-round pick for this guy. It's not like first-round picks are a premium. What I will say is that the Nets won 
12 games in a row. They didn't lose for a month. Royce O'Neal was sick, and he came back off of, you know, missing a, I think he missed a couple games because of illness, and he was absolutely trash last night. Like, every time he threw up a shot, he missed, like, eight shots. He was 0 for 8, and trust me, I'm like, bro, like, he was the difference in the game. I'm like, if this guy is hitting some of those threes, whatever. You, But he is a 3 and D wing that the Nets had sorely missed that they needed. And, yes, they did trade for him, and I like what Jacques Vaughn said at the end of the game. You know what? We trust Royce, and he's going to take those shots. And down the line, he's going to make those shots. So um, snap, crackle, and pop is back on. But Royce O'Neal will uh, get an opportunity. Thanks for the call, Josh. Royce O'Neal will get an opportunity to redeem himself. It could be tomorrow night. You can listen to that right here on The Fan. Chris, Capper, Carino, you know, Brooklyn Nets Radio, Chris Carino and the Capper, Tim Capstraw, you, you you know the guys. Brooklyn Nets Radio on the fan. Next, uh, or tomorrow, tomorrow, and then the next game after that will be at home. I can't wait. I'm going back to a BC, Barclays Center. I haven't been there since opening night. Opening night was rough, uh, but the Celtics are coming to town. I cannot wait to go back to the game, and then I'm going to start popping up more. You can see me in the block, the Brooklyn Brigade. I, I make my rounds. I'm all over there. Uh, I'll, I won't have a seat. I'll just go and figure it out, but... I stayed away. Uh, the Nets were losing. It got toxic. Uh, people were protesting, saying the Holocaust never happened. I was like, I'm not going to the game. The videos and stuff that I saw, I'm like, that's not for me. I will uh, fall back. But the Nets won 12 games in a row. They're one of the top teams now, and I expect Royce O'Neal to continue to be a veteran contributor. Um, he is a player that the Nets gambled on and they hit on, and I think he's an important part of the team. Some some guys have bad Shooting nights, but shoot or shoot. Shoot your shot. Some nights you're not going to hit, but you know what? I bet he got in the gym, and I bet he practiced, and when he gets back on the court, I expect him to knock down those threes. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take another break. 877-337-66. Two more sixes. Hit us up if you want to be on the show. Be right back after this. All right, folks. Let's bring it home. Last half hour I have tonight on the fan. Thanks for rocking with me always. Thanks for joining. Thanks for calling up. Uh, tweeting at Keith McPherson. I haven't been on Twitter during the show. Like I said, my New Year's resolution is to like leave Twitter on Twitter uh, and and do the show. Radio is radio. Twitter is fake. And uh, you know some people are positive. Some people do uh, hit me up on Twitter. And uh, you know I, I see you guys. I think a big part of you know, my Twitter presence is that I try to respond and I, I try to be um, interactive with people. So I'll get back to you at some point. It might not be tonight, maybe uh, tomorrow morning, but I'll also be on again tomorrow too. So uh, just thanks for the support. Let's get back to the calls, 877-337-6666. We're talking all around the sports. I think we've hit a, a lot of different things tonight. Obviously, we've kept DeMar Hamlin's story at the forefront. Uh, today was the day. Today was a, a, a good day. God, uh Blessed us today with that good news that came out of Cincinnati that that young man said, did we win? Who won the game? Like, that, I'll never forget that. That's, that's going to stick with me. You know, this guy does not know what is going on in the outside world. He's asleep, unconscious, and then comes back to life. He's breathing a little bit better after a couple days. And when he can finally regain consciousness to hear and to grab a pen and write words, 
He's thinking about his brothers. He's thinking about his team. He's thinking about football just like we think about football. He's a football guy. He's a football player. I know what that's like. I know when I was playing and I was younger, there was nothing else. It did not matter. And nothing else matters. Let's go to Jason in Connecticut on the fan. What's up, Jason? What's up, Keith? You know, hanging out, hosting. Glad to uh, talk through everything with everybody and, and take some calls. Dude, you do a great job by yourself, brother. Man, I'm I, I, I'm glad that I got a, a you know hang of all of this because uh, when I first came in, a five-hour show was I used the word daunting because I'm like, how am I going to fill a five-hour show? But I, I've learned to have plenty of notes and tabs open and uh, hit the breaks and you know hit the calls and. Uh, I'm blessed that uh, you know over a year now I, I know what to do. Yeah, dude, you're you're awesome, dude. I listen to the guys all day, but dude, by yourself, that's a challenge, and you you definitely uh, you definitely kill it. Thank you very much. But uh, I they were talking about today about Tom Brady coming to the Jets. Like, dude, that's so unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but, just, you know, but you know, but, Evan, Evan, but, Evan was making his list. <laughs> But think about this. Wouldn't Tom Brady want to go to the Jets and really do a, a thing on Bill? I, I, You know, I have that thought that, like, he, he's forever going to have this, like, chip on his shoulder and this agenda against Bill Belichick, the way they kind of fell out or whatever. But I think he already won up them with the Super Bowl. And, man, Tom just went through a divorce. I really think Tom is going to go play for the Miami Dolphins. He could stick it to Bill there. And he lives there, and wow. his kids live there, and they already wanted him yeah. when they tampered a couple years back. I don't see why he doesn't try and hit them up again. Who are they going to roll out next year? Tua honestly has to spend this offseason uh, being evaluated and thinking about his life and his career. And if, um, especially after the year he had and what we just saw happen to DeMar, like he's he's got to exactly. think about whether he wants to keep putting his body on the line, his head, his brain on the line. Um, yep. Yep. Tom Brady would go over there thought. for a year or two. Yep. I I I just I, I just don't think he's coming. <laughs> no, he's he's old. No he's got old he's bones. He's going to retire in, in South Beach. He's not coming up here to East Rutherford. Yeah. Why would you go up from Miami up to New York? No, he's in Tampa. <laughs> He'll slide to Miami. He's not coming up to New York and I just don't think that he wants like I, him having that Patriot way in his blood, he probably high-key hates the Jets. Yeah, but that would be cool, though. It would be cool to have a quarterback. <laughs> That's the thing. Yep. It would be cool well, to have dude, a good veteran quarterback. That's what we've been looking for for the last 30 years, dude. Exactly. The last 30 years, we haven't had one. <laughs> it's not going to be Tom Brady, but you'll find one. They better. I, they better. There better not be this well, you well, know. Oh, we're getting updates this this offseason. Zach Wilson's progressing. He's looking really good. <laughs> oh, come on. They can't I mean, do look, that. They got to get a backup, like a backup guy, like Brett Favre. Like, Brett Favre was a backup. They picked him up. Green Bay picked him up. Not uh, even. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even no, go that old. I wouldn't even go that old. Like, Brett Favre was cooked. He was at the end of his career. Mike White no, should be your that's backup. that's what those guys did. That's what Green Bay did. They they picked him up because he was, he was drafted by the, the Falcons. Falcons, right? Yes. And, and then they picked him up. They got him young, but then when when Favre yeah. came to the Jets, he was old. Yeah, but that's what the Jets have to do. Do what Green Bay did. Get a backup that maybe isn't getting any time. 
you know. Gardner Minshew. We've Figured seen Gardner Minshew as of late, and I don't know if he's that high on the board now. The Jets are ready to win. They have uh, talent. I don't know. Uh, you know what? As yeah. much as they endorse Zach Wilson, I wish they would endorse Garrett Wilson. I wish they would talk about yeah. Garrett Wilson more than Zach Wilson because that kid is the well, truth. Well, that's going to sell getting a quarterback here. Yeah, please get a quarterback so we could see how good Garrett Wilson can be. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the call. But think about that, Jets fans. They're, they're worried about the wrong Wilson. All this talk about Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, in hindsight, it would have been better for him to sit behind a vet. Oh, yeah, he needs to reset. Go read a book. Does he read books? Whatever. He needs to go somewhere quiet, away from football, read a book. But I thought you said you weren't wavering. He was your quarterback. You weren't making a change. This kid was so lost this year. He had the audacity to look at Rich Samini, Brian Costello, people in the Jets beat the Jets media and say, yeah, uh, in my opinion, I think no one outside this building knows what they're talking about. Excuse me, say what? Stop it, bro. You're 23 years old. You don't know anything yet. And you're looking at these grown men that cover the Jets that have been here long before you got here, and you're telling them they don't know what they're talking about? Like, <laughs> where would you think your season was going to go after that? The pride always go before the fall. He had too much pride. And I think that's because they were building his head up. I think uh, in inside that building, Robert Sala and, and LaFleur and those guys are telling, yeah, you're, you're doing right. You're putting in the time. You're showing up. You're in the... But it wasn't translating. It wasn't happening on the field. Whereas teammates, they they were frustrated. The defense couldn't get a break. Three and out, three and out. Wide receivers couldn't get a ball. He's turned the ball over in crucial division games. So, I, I don't know. I think we've seen enough in two years. He, he regressed. He looked better last year at points. When he broke off that run last year, like he had me thinking, okay, hold on. Can he do that consistently? Break some runs like that? Okay, he's scrambling, throwing deep to Corey Davis. Can he do that consistently? No. Those are those are lucky plays. Those are the, the defense is broken down, and they're not. They, like Those are plays that happen once in a while, but you can't do that consistently. You know what you have to do as a quarterback? Consistently run the offense, distribute the ball. A couple months back, I was telling you guys, he skipped his gen ed courses as a quarterback. As a quarterback, you gotta, you got to start with quick game. you got to start with handing the ball off. You got to start with your basic reads, pre-snap reads, before we start getting to the point where we're Patrick Mahomes. How did he skip and become Pat Mahomes? Down in Dark City, Asbury Park, Jersey Shore, where I'm from. Dwight, how you doing? Oh yeah, hey man. I know Jets don't Jets fans don't want to hear this, but I think they may need to go shopping for a new QB in the next in the upcoming draft. Well, I said that tonight. Why not take a look in those later rounds? But I don't think they have the intel to do that. For some reason, they saw Zach Wilson and said, yup, we're going to take him over Trey Lance. We're going to take him over Mac Jones. We're going to take him over Justin Fields. We're gonna." There's so many other quarterbacks. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was the only quarterback off the board. There were so many other guys that played legit college football, and they took Zach Wilson. So going into the draft again, they haven't had luck drafting quarterbacks I, I don't know. I think they. I don't think they have the intel inside to to actually pick a guy that's going to come in and learn, and then maybe in two three years this draft pick that they get in the late rounds becomes the guy. I said they should trade Zach for a fifth, sixth, even like see if you can get anything for a fifth, sixth pick 
Um, see if you can get anything for him, maybe a fifth, sixth pick, and then find a Brock Purdy late in the draft. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they're 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 able to do it. Hey, um, when it comes to it comes up, speaking of the draft, um, I think the Giants need to um, hit a need to hit a home get a, find a home run at the um, wideout position. I was hyping up this guy, um, Shaquan Davis from a. Um, FCS school, South Carolina State. His teammates they down there, they're calling him Baby Megatron. I, I was telling people at, at, your, at your station about him. Six, yeah, five, looking him up now. Yeah, 6'5". Uh, he went to a you know a smaller school. Is, is South Carolina State a historically black college? Yes, it is. Deacon yeah. Jones went there. Yeah, these HBCUs are, are starting to come up, and they have their own combine for, like, yeah, I, you know what? I think the Giants, they have receivers. You know, um, Wandale Robinson, he's a, a jitterbug. He's not a home run hitter, but you hope that he's ready to play next year. I'm not sure when he's going to be ready to go. Uh, but, yes, they should be in the market for a free agent receiver, and they should be drafting receivers next year. And and a burner would be nice. Uh, or a taller receiver, but I, I think that they, they believe in Isaiah Hodgins. He effectively replaced Kenny Galladay. They're going to cut Kenny Galladay. It doesn't matter what the money is when they cut Kenny Galladay. And I think they should try and draft some guys. And I'm I'm excited to see Shane and Daybull draft. They did it in Buffalo. Look at the team in Buffalo. They have a lot of talent there. And now they're going to apply that to the Giants. And I, I'm I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I hope they I hope they snatch this guy up so I can check him out every every Sunday. Yes, that's another you know, thing. Bring some gets... talent to Jersey where we can go to MetLife and see these guys play both sides. I want both teams to get good and get more talent. They they did good in the draft last year. Do it again. Yeah, because if they if they snatch him, I think this guy he could be um to Daniel Jones what. Pasco Burns was the um, Eli Manning, a home run hitter that he could depend on in the clutch. In my opinion, and I'm not trying to you know correct you or go back at you, but in my opinion, a home run hitter is someone like a uh, Saquon Barkley who can take it the distance. Like home runs in the NFL to me are like big plays over 30, 40, really like 50 yard plays. So when I look at home run hitters, like. You know, Justin Jefferson is a home run hitter. A.J. Brown is a home run hitter. Plaxico Burris was more of like a, a jump ball guy, a, a red zone guy. Uh, I think that's what you're looking at when you see this this 6'5 kid. But I don't know what his 40 is. I think that Isaiah Hodgins is a touchdown maker. I think that, you know, Richie James will probably stick around because he, he, he did all right this year, but he's not it. Uh, they got Wandale Robinson that can run. Um, in the slot, I'm I'm not sure about Darius Slayton. I think they could do better. Sterling Shepard, he's I don't know, he's probably gone. He's hurt. Uh, I would like to see a version of a home run hitter that can catch a slant, like Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was a home run hitter. Catch a slant and take his 70 yards. You need guys like that. Yeah, I just I just hope this guy lives up to the hype because they were saying he ran a four four and a forty. Okay, I want to see if he gets to the um. I hope he gets invited to a combine. Yeah, he will. And they have, like I said, they have this uh, HBU, HBCU combine. Thanks for the call, Dwight. Shout out to Deion Sanders. I got to go out to Colorado. Deion Sanders has done a ton for HBCUs. And I think I saw Ed Reed. Let me double check what school Ed Reed is going to go coach. 
Ed Reed uh, is going to go coach somewhere in the uh, why isn't it oh Bethune Cookman? So now you've got like Eddie George, you've got Ed Reed, Dion left, but these HBCUs now are getting this different kind of light on Amazon. I actually might go home and watch it. I watched the first episode of Dion Sanders' show um, at Jackson State University, and they showed the XFL going there with The Rock and hosting their combine and trying these kids out. So there's talent everywhere. There's talent everywhere in the country. And back in the day, there was more players. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Steve McNair, uh, Michael Strahan, Walter Payton coming out of HBCUs. I think we're going to start to see more of that coming up in these next few years. Keith McPherson on the fan. I think this is my last break or my second uh, to last break. Probably my last break, actually. So don't call. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll be right back. Five hours goes by quickly with you guys calling up. And hit me up, and we're just having fun talking sports. Hopefully we're able to entertain and lift some spirits uh, on a day where we got some good news around DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills, and we also got some clarity around the NFL and what's going to happen with that game not being resumed and uh, the scenarios that will come into play after Week 18 this weekend. Now let me take my last couple calls and close the show. Uh, at Keith McPherson, wherever you follow people. Thank you again. I'm on Twitter, and I just saw something interesting, and our uh, <laughs> two calls happen to be about that. Let's go to Evan on Long Island. What's up, Evan? You're on the fan. Yo, Keith, my man, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Not too much. Bringing it home. Yo, so first off, want to just let you know, long-time listener, I actually used to work for the Devils, no longer there, but used to uh, come home after games and listen to you late night, so... Big fan, love what you do. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I wanted to call in. Could you imagine if the Mets didn't sign Correa? Like, I don't know. I'm a diehard Well, they fan. didn't. No, 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 no. I know, I know. But after all this, could you imagine he goes and signs with another team? That would be very Metsy, and that would be <laughs> like, you know, the Mets that we know, LOL Mets. And there's a report that just came out from MLB Trade Rumors and I don't really believe it. I think it's Scott Boris. We've we've played this game a ton here that there's another camp involved in discussions. At least one other team other than the Mets is now involved with Carlos Correa. But you know what I think about that, Evan? It is Thursday. In 10 minutes, it'll be Friday. And they're like, hey, come on. It has been three weeks. Like, come on. That's what I'm saying. But, like, yo, if they don't sign him, I mean – like they, they, the off season's a failure because they really didn't get any better if they don't sign him. Like, I don't know. I'm just and I of- think they know that too, right? They they sold tickets after they announced this, and on air, uh, I said this with Paulie. I'm I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna remember this for a long time. They better sign him because they had to swoop in from Hawaii at 3 a.m. to announce this to kind of steal the back page and take the headlines from Aaron Judge on uh, the eve of him becoming the 16th captain, right? The Yankees universe was all ready to see that press conference with Judge and Jeter and Willie Randolph, but I said there was a cloud hanging over uh, 161st Street in Yankee Stadium. All the talk was, did you hear about Carlos Coran, the Mets? Well, we heard. Not confirmed yet. So what's what's the holdup at this point? The guy uh, earlier in this week posted his kid in an I Love New York shirt. He's trying to be a Met. He's trying to be in New York. But obviously there's negotiations going on between uh, Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, 
and uh, Carlos Correa and Scott Boris, where obviously they want money and years on one side, and on the other side they're not trying to go 12 years and 315, but where do they meet in the middle? That's hard to meet in the middle. I said it's going to be five, maybe six. We've heard that there's supposed to be all these different clauses and things in the contract. Well, they have time to do it, but this thing is dragging out, and it, it's kind of souring the whole thing. It's it's it's, it's kind of lame. Yeah, man, and and like yeah, the, the thing about it is, it's so crazy. Like you said, it's hard to meet in the middle, and like the high is so high and the low is so low. Like we know this dude's a proven beast in the postseason, right? Like he performs when it matters. He's good. Like you know he's going to show up. It's just, but like, and then you don't know about. I, I have no idea what's going on with injury, but. Clearly, it's a concern. So, like, that could be the low of the low. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so tough. Yeah, I joked and said, I said, this is his most expensive plate appearance. This might cost him $100 million, $150 million for yeah. his plate appearance, a plate that comes up in his physical and his x-ray and his ankle, and that tied with supposedly he had a back and some other things. They're looking at this guy like, yo, he's not going to be uh, – playing until he's 40 he's not going to be the same player probably in the next five years once he gets over the hill once he gets over 30 32 he's going to be an old man in baseball uh years by the time he's i don't know 34 so we'll, we'll see man i just think both sides want each other steve steve cohen coming out and basically you know speaking on losing the player when he signed with san francisco and, and uh we we can tell the, the way that money bag co moves like he's not used to losing people when it comes to money, right? He figured he'd be able to outbid or whatever and, uh, you know, come to New York versus go to Chicago, uh, not Chicago, San Francisco. I just think at this point it's so drawn out. Whenever they announce it, it's like, okay, finally. Um, But I don't know when that's going to be. I don't think there's another team. I just think that this is Twitter stuff. I think that this is Boris and his camp trying to just speed up the process where they probably have another offer on the table and they want the Mets to just go ahead and take that so they can announce this Friday this is not going to happen over the weekend. And then if it doesn't happen over the weekend, we're going on three weeks. Thanks for the call, Evan. Yeah, I was on with Paulie, and I think we were saying it was the 21st. So it has officially been two weeks. Now we're in the third week. Carlos Correa is a Met, but he's not. <laughs> but whatever. I can't be concerned. I rock with the Yankees. I'm on the other side. Whatever they do, however long it takes, got nothing to do with me. Except for when I got to talk about it on the fan. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for rocking with me. Salicot is next. I see Fleegs in here. Thanks to Connor. Thanks to Mike Giardi for joining me. Once again, prayers up for DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The man.